Welcome to the podcast, season four, episode three. It's been a while since we've podcasted, so before we resume our interviews, we'll have a general, a more general episode today. We're going to have a catch up so you can hear all about our current training, nutrition, and goals, and then some topics of interest that have been catching our eye. After that, we've got some questions from listeners, and we'll get into those. So I don't think we've podcasted since last year. That feels like yeah. a long, long time ago. <laughs> yeah, setting up, setting up just now. Yeah, setting up just now felt like the first time. <laughs> Let's hope um, everything is set up and we don't finish the podcast and we, and we didn't don't record have audio or something. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, but Andy, you were in the UK for a long, quite a long time. Yeah, well, with all the quarantine and stuff, so I had to go in early for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I was in my, I think my flight was the fifth or sixth, if you can't quite remember. But at Christmas, and then I was like, well, yeah, you might as well have the New Year's, there's no point flying back for, yes. What the, the trick is to fly back when UK school starts. Yeah. <laughs> because then the flights are suddenly a lot cheaper. Because no one's travelling anywhere. Yeah, yeah, Although yeah. I don't know, it's still it's still like that even with COVID when no one's travelling. But mm. um, and then we just flew because Kaya's school didn't start until the eleventh of January. Yeah. So, gosh, well that's yeah, it must be weird that she's back at school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, after... yeah, ten months, ten months of homeschooling. That's crazy. <laughs> so now have you just got lots of time on your hands now that you're. Yeah, you know, and also love being back at school. You know, see their friends and yeah, yeah. Um, I went to pick Kara up yesterday from school, it's classic. Get it, she knew I was coming to pick her up. So the, the, uh, the bigger pup and went to pick her up. She's doing a horse lesson. <laughs> you can ride the horses at home, but I don't know why I'm having to, to pay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's really funny. <laughs> and I'm sure she doesn't really ride the ones at home that much. She does. No, well, she's doing everything she can to avoid it. She will go oh. on, but she will ride it. But is it like when she's home? Yeah. And you're, you're badgering because she has to do horse riding at school because mm. it, it's paid for. Oh, yeah, yeah. At home, it's like, well, she's been homeschooled, she would go on a horse. Yeah. But like when she's back at school, it's hard to then get a dog. <laughs> when she comes home, she's just like, oh. I've done that. Been, yeah, yeah it's, 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 like a, it's like a lesson now. It's not fun anymore. But yeah, I think she should be practicing. But yeah, I try yeah. and get on goals tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. myself. Yeah. yeah. So, Andy, tell us about what you've you know been posting little hints of exciting plans and uh, yeah, give us the lowdown. It's a tricky one because all the plans depend on COVID, really. Don't yeah, they? true. <laughs> I, I was going to do a show last year. I got postponed, so I'm over the show, mm-hmm. which is always good. Um, but here's the thing, you know, so the plan is this, compete end of September, October, so I get Kyle back in school, then I fly into the UK, do a couple of shows, we're in a short window. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I can take a bit of leave from work, we're going to have two, two, three weeks in the UK. Um, with that though, so we've had to schedule the whole plan, um, based on that. So I'm, I'm mini cut at the moment, but... I'm not sure how long that's going to last because you know, Ollie was talking about going into prep in April oh, and bringing me like really early. Yeah. Brought me back up and then maintain 
well then you know leave it too late because mm. you know you never know if I'm ready really early there's a show might do it but the idea is we're going to try and grow into the show a little bit in the fact that I'm mini cut now I have like a couple of months put some weight back on um, I put on quite a bit of size in the last um, block. so I went from 170 to I think at the height I was over 212 Wow. Um, but yeah, but to be fair, the condition, it was good. The condition was good up to 205. Then after 205, we went, like, it was Christmas, so I went, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like, yeah, mashed potato in a string mess. Uh. But, uh, but yeah, there's a bit of size in there, yeah. but, which is all right. Mm. Um, so we're going to do classic. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, we had a big discussion about competition goals. And we decided my physique suits classic better because. He always says it's funny in board shorts i don't look as good as i do when i'm wearing sort of underwear because my legs actually are, are bigger than my upper body he says yeah we should probably you know with that we should do that yeah because i've got a tiny waist to shoulder ratio i could probably do with i was doing like the golden ratio i was looking at golden ratio um, I've got like a 28 inch waist so i really if i want to be something like steve reeve i kind of need about 50 50 inch shoulders. I think mine are about 48 and a half. Wow. So, just to get a, a bit out here a little bit. Yeah. Then, right legs. But yeah, yeah, it's so really good. I just go get some posing, posing trunks. But the problem is, yeah, I, I'm over the PCA show. Yeah. So I'm with a PCA show, but I'm probably over two gross show as well if there's one at the same time. Yeah. Jump into one of those. Um, I might do. I'll probably do in a PCA, do an open show in my category. I think, I'm trying to work out what my category is. I think it's like C, uh, D, I think. So like that. Yeah. Five, nine, five, ten area. And then I might do a Masters one move to those because there may be a few more old timers. But yeah, so good. Um, you know, the aim is to, in the next couple of months, try and push up the weight again. Competition weight looking to be around that sort of one, one eight five, one ninety pound, which is almost the ceiling. The ceiling limit actually is a little bit heavier than that. It's I think it's like ninety kgs. So that's about you know um, two hundred pound, I think. Okay. Yeah, enough. So yeah. 185 is 84 kilos. Sorry, I was just doing a quick, quick calculation there. Right. Okay. Yeah. So. Sorry. Yeah, so I'll be I'll be close. I'll be sort of yeah, with room to grow for the following year, which is the aim. Yeah, so yeah, no, so this is positive. We have a plan. Uh, you know, just yeah, handling. Uh, yeah, my blood glucose went a bit crazy over Christmas. It's, it turns out yeah, with my blood glucose issues that I can't slack. Even if I make things shoehorn into my doesn't work for my actual health so and that's a lesson for everyone but i always say this you know just because you can get something to fit your macros doesn't mean it's the healthiest choice and like exactly. if christmas is like oh, i'll have a bit of meat for my dinner hold out the cars and have a little bit of gingerbread house it's like yeah yeah and but the fact that on the blood on the blood sugar levels they're all over the show so you know so yeah i'm back now i'm back again i'm back to my usual two chicken meals two beef meals pre-training and post-training, you know, sort of carbs. So, yeah, and carbs are quite low as the day goes on. So mm -hmm. my last two, 
by my last meal, I had 50 grams of rice with my meal, which yeah. is tithing. You know, so when I wake up, I, my blood glucose is 4.7 usually, which is good. That's yeah. where I want to be. That's good. And I mean, what are, what are your calories for the mini cut? Um, about 2,000. Well, it's it's interesting and maybe we can talk about this later, how, you know, if if you are a physique competitor or a bodybuilder or I think if you've got health issues, like if it fits your macros is, you know, it's not going to work. You actually have to be very, very strict and uh, yeah. you can't, like you say, cut yourself slack. And it is the, the, the minute details that actually matter. Um, but yeah. we can get... One thing I always make is carbs and fats that I end up trying to shoehorn in. I always still make sure my protein is where it's meant to be and then it's then trying to squeeze in but i should be because of you know, how my genetics are i should be on higher fats and lower carbs yeah it's just how my body works but mm. over christmas is the opposite it was you know, yeah it's like a lot of carbs you know in various forms high fats you know, mm -hmm. you know but you know you end up eating a lot less being hungrier but mm. knowing all your macros being used up been... for the day which is nice. <laughs> i know i know um well, at Leon's uh, nutrition has got pretty <laughs> insane. Um, <laughs> yes, tell us more about. Uh, well, well, you have a new coach. I mean, tell us about that. Yeah, well, uh, started with JP. So tell yes, tell um, the listeners who JP is. We all know JP. I'm sure anyone who follows me, and if you don't know JP, then that. you're really. Some people may Jordan Peters, Phil, Mickey Mark, Trey, British legend. Yeah, if you don't know JP and Corin, then then you you don't really listen to the podcast very well. But yeah, it's uh, JP. Uh, I started with him when he opened up coaching because he was off coaching for maybe two yeah, years. Yeah, for a while. I think I messaged you to say he's opening yeah. up his coaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah you said yeah. Like, get on there, You sent me the screenshot. I inquired and yeah, went for it. So started first week of January, first Monday of January is when we started the training and uh, I guess good thing is we'd already been sort of training with the principles they use so him tweaking yeah. and changing stuff wasn't as hard so he was at least happy with that but the big was it an interview for Fed? did you fill the form in yeah I filled the I filled the form, then he emailed, then, you know, back and forth. He's very old school. Email was the, so it was a bit of back and forth email. Then I did the, uh, the questionnaire, sent it back, talked again, and then he set up everything. And yeah, been on it. Nutrition now. I guess the big thing now that's changed is nutrient timing. Like we're very, like no more snacking in between, you know, like, have my orange later when I feel like or my fruit it's meal meal, oh, meal. Time, yeah. yeah very so uh, protein is higher uh, 
Weirdly enough, I'm eating a lot more seeds than I've ever eaten in my life. So we have so many seeds. Di- Likes seeds, a bit of fats. Like yeah, exactly. and digestion. Like really good. Paul's very keen on uh, fats and seeds. As well. Yeah. So. Our seeds. What are seeds doing? Sunflower. I'm doing pumpkin. sunflower and pumpkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pumpkin, usually on my rest day, at the last meal, 30 minutes before bed. Very light. It's just protein. Uh, peanut butter and seeds but i think the peanut Very butter light. was cut last week yeah now i'm on like 15 grams peanut butter <gasps> that's no, an insult no more <laughs> but but it's good because um i think the carbs and fats playing around with them the protein went up high and but they do protein differently yeah it's, so a, what it's very so with what i've learned from this it's well because I told him my goal is bodybuilding, uh, maybe competitive, who knows. Uh, like classic physique is the plan. So with the plan now, the protein is only counted in terms of complete protein. So any protein in oats, any protein in PB, where my fitness pal counts or all of it. it, we're not counting that. We're counting, you know, I'm eating steak for protein. So... We're only taking the protein from yeah, that right. and maybe the fat. Because he's giving you an actual meal plan, hasn't he? Yeah, we have a plan for training day, rest day, and the weekends. Because, well, the weekend wake up a bit, you know, later than usual days, uh, work days. So, um, yeah, yeah, and then the rotation we're doing. We continue the pull push legs, which I changed into in we start November when I was doing a mini cut. So the plan was just to continue cleaning up the diet. So I'm on a nice, nice cut at 3,100 calories. I'm complaining, but <laughs> it's, I know a lot of people who that's like their bulk calories. So it's a, yeah, it's, um, he complains it, and then he's like, oh, I'm so full. <laughs> what kind of deficit is this? It's, it's like I'm always either so hungry. My life revolves so around his meals. <laughs> He's like, oh, I can't come out walking, I've got to eat. It's like, oh, it's... A- I know, it's very... It's it's just different. Like, it's all very timed. So, if it's eat time, it's eat, then walk. There's no two ways to eat time. Um, but it's not that strict. It's just I've been given hours, say, in case um, tomorrow I wake up an hour later. So, there's a protocol to follow. It's not very... It's not like if I... Yeah. Calorie-wise, is there diff? Oh, I say macro-wise, is there less carbs, more fats on rest mm. days? On rest days, yeah, the fats are about the same. It's the carbs. Carbs are lower on rest days, but okay, protein. So you got more calories on the rest days. Actually. Yeah. Protein stays the same. Yeah, and then steps went up, so neat went up, and then another new thing we learned: we don't count neat during training. So training neat yeah. is. You know, I never have. Although I keep my watch on, I always say what what's accumulated during training isn't yeah. classes. Yeah. yeah, so we removed the watch because now that doesn't count. And yeah, so now extra walks, it's, it's all right, but it's just a different way to look at things because I remember on rest days, I used to struggle getting steps more than training days. And training days were easier, but I can see why it's, you know, training steps. 
Yeah. It, it is neat, but it's not really actual non-exercise because I'm yeah. exercising. So it's. Uh, I think I was watching. I was watching something the other day in um, some sciencey podcast. Can't remember. Yeah. I don't know. It might be in, uh, Lane Norton actually talking about it. Walking isn't actually neat. No, is it? it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> actually, walking is actually exercise. It is planned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, a lot of people confuse what neat is, but. But when we talk about it on here with steps, it's actually just that baseline activity yeah, levels yes. rather than true knees. Yeah. Like, you know, was it BAL, baseline activity levels? There you go. Yeah. yeah. I'll train Mark that after the show. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> was it BAL? Yeah. <laughs> I guess we've always said like steps is just a way of it's, manipulating and yeah. like, artificial need kind of thing. Um, it's like a, a very easy way to calculate your need, which everyone can yeah. can do yeah. like without having to think but so it's much. Just, it's just about having that, that line to work from. Yeah. Because I think it's nice because if you think about it, people have different jobs. Um, People do different activities, but walking is the one thing everyone can sort of track the same. So yeah, yeah. Easy. It's, yeah. as I said on the show loads of time. It's not for the joints and body, or it shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. And you, what's what's your? Yeah, yeah. She. Are you up to? Yeah. You still cutting? I I am I am I've had a couple <laughs> of diet breaks since and. Uh, yeah, things are getting pretty grim at the moment. Yeah, um, she's been sushi dreaming. <laughs> yeah, I suddenly got to the point where I'm saving like donut pictures on my phone. <laughs> but, yeah, my nose. The last three weeks of prep. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's. What, what, what calories? I, you know, they're not that bad considering. So my my because I started to carb cycle because I was just finding training days it was getting really tough and I don't like not feeling. Yeah. You know, strong my session yeah. so non-training days is 1500 which is it's not that it's not that bad right. <laughs> it, it feels bad and then i'll bring it up to 1700 for training days um yeah no it's okay. it's totally doable but you know I'm, i am feeling it now before it was it was easy but um I'm yeah, I'm about nine kilos down since I started. I want to to do get down to ten kilos, so I'll be fifty eight kilos at the end of Feb, and then I want to maintain, go back to maintenance for three months, and yeah, then and then and then cut again, because now if I want to get leaner, I don't want to go to miserable calories, um, and yeah, because. I'm not I'm not dieting for a show or anything like that. I just want to bring them up. You know, get 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 all the hormonal markers and everything good and just yeah, focus on getting strong again and then and then cut from higher calories, which would be great. Um and uh yeah, so yeah. see how that goes and then training. I've been pretty much doing what Leon is doing. Yeah. I went from your split Andy to just a plain push pull legs and um, absolutely love that. Um, it's just worked really well for me because I was, I was finding with the, with just a one rest day a week, I just couldn't. Yeah, it was killing you. Um, my recoverability was just not good at all. 
and even cardio i've actually stopped doing extra cardio i've just not been able to recover but my my weight is still going down and i think another reason for that is due to taking the watch off during uh workouts so my my neat has increased um yeah, so, exactly. So your activity level's gone up anyway. Anyway, so I don't. I'm not even doing extra cardio. I just do about 15k steps a day, and then it's push pull legs. So it's push pull rest legs rest, uh, repeat, and uh, seems to be working well. And we've both been a luggy has been trying to get us. So if we overtrain, yeah. <laughs> we just feel it immediately. So. That's why I pulled the cardio back because I was swimming, which I love. Um, and yeah, when feel back to 100%, we'll bring that back in. Because um, that's just. It's a... swimming. I don't know, for me anyway, it's a recovery from swimming. Although it's not high impact, it's high cardiovascular. Yeah. Especially, not, I'm, not, I'm quite a good swimmer, but I'm not a very good technical swimmer. <laughs> so I, I burn a lot of excess. Oh, that, my yeah, yeah, that's me. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm yeah. burning. <laughs> it's tiring. Yeah. It's so tiring. Yeah. Wow. And uh, I mean, thirty minutes. I mean, for me, yeah, like, for you, like the, the, the sort of what you're, the watch says is maybe it's like two hundred and seventy-six calories, which you know that's, it is the best full body. Uh, yeah, because um, I'm also burn. allowed to do it. Only on rest days. It's the only sort of cardio I'm allowed to do. It's rest day swims, which uh, yeah, I told him it's a twelve meter pool. <laughs> he was yes, like, sir. ah, perfect. Just just do that. So, and with Clea, when she's doing three for every three laps she does up, I'm doing one, and it's a very strenuous one. Like I'm. I'm <laughs> It was, it's like it's like swimming with a hippo yeah. and then i'm like choking on water from the waves that it's you like create. the amount of energy i'm using for one lap oh jeez it, it's uh but yeah it, it, it works so but the joys of having steps as your car is that you can always add an extra walk a day yeah like if, yeah. if you start off like Realize when you're programming, start off with one one walking session, be it in the morning or evening, then add another, be it morning or evening, that's it. Yeah. Then you need to add an extra session to up your cardio, have a lunchtime walk as well. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I find it has been so effective and because I love walking, it's not a chore. Whereas if I think I was I was doing sort of skipping interview interviews intervals that was hard but like you say you just add in an extra walk even if it's 10 or 15 minutes Mm -hmm. that's you know a couple of thousand steps so yeah you know it's guys most of the guys i do keep cardio but i always say to them it's not for activity level it is purely for heart rate Mm -hmm. so let's try and keep it not too long intensity let's get your heart rate over 120 beats per minute, yeah. you know, up to 140 area, and then, you know, come down. You know, I do believe heart health is still important. Yeah. And I don't think enough people heart rate up. Yeah, because um, our training is very, it's pretty much high frequency, but low volume, so, and yeah. obviously high intensity, so by the time you're done, it's, it's, it's as if you've been doing sprints. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I say, but... 
and this is a thing, yeah. And if you if you're training someone who you are sure, yeah, is got the intensity on level, yes, you can actually ease up on cardio and up calories a bit. Yeah. But if you're not sure, like for, for a lot of guys, unless you train with them, you're never too sure. So you got to add a little bit of extra volume in just yeah, to get on yeah. the safe side. Yep. And then make sure your calories aren't too high and then adjust accordingly. A hundred percent. Because it's taken... Leon, you got the high-intensity training. Like, you got it. It took me a while because I was attached yeah. to my volume a little bit. But now I, I understand how to do it. And But you do need to work with someone who pushes yeah. themselves to that point. Because yeah, otherwise, you'd be like, oh, I'm high-intensity training, but... You, you're not, and then you're not going to get the benefits from it. Yeah. Anyone new to sport, sorry, I was going to say, anyone new to sport, get on YouTube and watch Blood and Guts. <laughs> yeah. See, that it, is it like does help. Yeah. the workplace of high-intensity training. Like, Dorian Yates and Leroy Davis, Leroy screaming at Dorian. Like, that is what it's about. It's about pushing yourself until literally you can do much more. Yeah, and, and Dorian, uh, I mean, trained about four times a week. Yeah, because he needed to recover because his yeah. intensity was so high. Yeah, and I think for me it's why like I even when you sent that JP is open for coaching, I because I've been following and that's like that's the sort of training, and he trains with uh, his girlfriend Corinne, so it was perfect. Yeah. We we just watch it and. Every time you're thinking, gosh, I thought I pushed myself last time, but man. Yeah, there's... And... Yeah, and every every session is different because as much as some sessions you just try and like today it was really hard, but you know, you just try your best because intensity will change as you train and go along so but it's it does take a while to know oh, yeah, what that intensity is because you know you're doing it, one top set and if you're not and if you don't understand how to, to push that training then you're not going to get you know you're not going to get results yeah um, yeah well there's nothing worse and i've done this with people you choose a weight for your top set and you're actually a little bit stronger that day yeah let me get hitting eight reps and you're doing, reach 10 in your ass, shit. Yeah. Yeah. So you think to yourself, I better do an extra set. Yeah. Oh, we're yeah, it's just smacking. Yeah, so for, for now, for us, what he, what JP did is like, if it's like that that day, wrap it out. Just go yeah. on until... Yeah. If, it's failure anyway. Yeah, if your head was in seven and you make to make it to 13, rack it and just go to your notebook and tell yourself crap you ne- next, <laughs> next week, week is <laughs> increase that weight yeah, so and uh <laughs> it's, it's, it's good it's it just because i was used to you know you have your way back i guess four times 12 and you know you wrap it out 12 and when i reach 12 it's like you stop yeah it's 12 i'm done <laughs> so even if you're tired or not and yeah. uh okay I'm, I'm really good at now reaching failure and I have mm. done for the one actually reaching failure yeah. and not being worried about kites. Mm-hmm. I always say the best thing about failure is I say go on a machine like a chest press machine and just keep going until you literally get slammed back into the machine. It's very unlikely to hurt yourself. Yeah. If you don't have a free one first time around you will likely hurt yourself. But yeah. if you failed a couple of times on the machine the worst that's going to happen is to make out noise in the gym, you might get told. But that's a lesson worth 
yeah, finding that, and get told off. Uh, that's oh, why yeah. your pendulum is amazing because if you fail, you know, you sit down, yeah. get off the machine, uh, roll I on the floor. I wish I had a bit of better safety. The safety on it's really low. Yeah. Because so, <laughs> <it's, laughs> like, oh, it's just a box. Yeah, yeah if that's you fail, a bit worrying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it on a safe machine if, you, <laughs> yeah. if you're listening. Uh, Although it would, it's a bit longer, but yeah. um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. been fine. I, I can always yeah. scroll out of the, of, the, of the hole. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I thought, I guess this just leads well into, you know, it's very, your training and nutrition is very different if you are, you know, like Andy, you're training for a competition, Leon is training for a potential competition being a bodybuilder you know it's different like with with general pop you know we're saying you know work on your big rocks first get those in place you know meal timing is not as important as your sort of overall calories and protein and things like that but when you now get to where these guys are you know it's it's those small things now that make a huge difference your your meal timing you know what kind of fats you're getting in when and you know your protein intake and like this kind of training um learning how to like really push yourself so um and i think you know so if you're just starting out you do not need to do that you don't need to be no you don't need to be (laughs) timing your meals and this is what people get wrong they try to copy like the guys in men's health back in the day yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know or flex magazine i love looking at this bodybuilder's diet so eat this 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 to be fair if your sole goal is to lose weight and look okay with it make sure you know where your protein levels are where your maintenance calories are and carbs and fats let go flip-flop as the day allows hit your protein that will give you generally a good look when you want to improve and get down to those fine margins then you're looking at getting everything spot on timing recovery timing you know little things like when you finish training i don't eat straight away because mm-hmm. after after training your stomach acids your heart rate's too high and your stomach acids all over the show yeah just gotta wait for your heart rate to return to a base level then eat and things like i time all my fluids throughout the day at the moment you know because I have like different vitamins and like I have a lot of effervescent tablets that like yeah. my water, so I can time when I have those throughout the day, as and when there's training. You know, let's get some magnesium in after training because you know we are starting some metabolic processes, mm-hmm. things like that. You know, and you know, there are sort of margins you need when you want to be competitive. Yeah, but they're not the things everyday people need to worry about. You just need to worry about. If you want to lose weight, being a calorie deficit while hitting your protein levels. Yep. Um, and I mean, Leon's, uh, this, uh, you know, having a coach, it's been a real eye-opener, um, actually. Yeah. And, uh, like, very, very interesting. Because, I mean, they have a different, I mean, they, every, well, each coach has a different approach. And there's, yeah. and I mean, like, for you, it's to grow, but not get too much, yeah. to accumulate too much body fat. Because, yeah, because now, actually, yeah, that's why we're, it's more of a cut, but it's just trying to get into a nice condition where 
we can start the yeah. muscle building try process. Try get like a rebound. Try get like force a rebound. Yeah, because mm. uh, he said it was good. I did the one year and just went crazy on the peanut on butter the food. Yeah, so now uh, when we're doing this, the food is is still a lot. It's if you yeah. look at it, it's quite a bit of food, and I've uh, I've come down about two. 2.8 kilos maybe since we started so it's yeah. good shape is coming back um getting good uh, like a good pump at the gym so it, and it's nice to have someone else to worry about my nutrition because all i do is key it into my fitness pal when i get a new um protocol just to find out the protein carbs fats and then the rest I just take my notes down according to what I've been told. So yeah. it is nice to have someone it's else. It's nice to... <laughs> they took you on because Ed said he was going to take people on, but he only wanted people who are serious. Yeah. To yeah. more and what you wrote, but yeah, you, you're serious. Because, yeah, he, he doesn't need to coach. JP uh, loves coaching. He yeah. doesn't need to do it. True. Makes enough money from his thigh, from his supplement, from his clothing. For him, training is about a passion. Same with Colin. They know people because they're passionate about it. Yeah. I know he sort of fell out of love with it for a short while. That's why he stopped taking people on. I think, yeah, you know, he's going to take serious people on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I, the... I, I get that. Like, if, yeah, because I mean, you do get some clients who aren't very serious, and it's just, it's a waste of everybody's time. Yeah. So I can see where you came from with that. But, uh, yeah, and it's a really good opportunity to learn because, like, last year with the mentoring with the, Ollie, you know, that was more on the business side. So I've always wanted to coach like competitors. So there's more learning on this side and we're both learning. So it's nice to learn from all these guys. And you know, I'm, getting, I'm getting left out here. I need a coach. <laughs> Corrine. Yeah. <laughs> Time to I don't know why. I love, I love her. So that would, that would be amazing. <laughs> My education, I didn't spend a lot of time, you know, chatting to Dr. Dean, to Mark. Yes, yeah. yes, he's, he's a nice here. Chemists, organic chemists. <laughs> so, like, you know, I've learned a lot about body process, you know, in our chats and about when you look at blood work, which things to what and, you know, metabolic things to help for, mm. which has been pretty cool. Um, yeah, we are cool every couple of months for an hour. Oh, yeah, the last one then got moaning about covid for a bit but, um standard yeah, yeah. it has to happen but um but no yeah so yeah it's good you try and learn where you can obviously i'm still with ollie and yeah. it's going great he's got a great new app for us to log in which links directly to my fitness pal so it just takes uh carbs grams and fats and sticks them straight into the app yeah that's true coach right yeah it is amazing. Yeah, true coach. Yeah. I love true coach. We, yeah, we got it at the beginning of last year. It's just amazing. It's, yeah. It just, it's so easy and user-friendly. It, yeah. it, it helped us a lot. Yeah. Yeah. True coach is good. I'm a big fan. Simple. And then you're not keying in everything every day. It just goes... Yeah, it's, uh, clients love it, so it, it's perfect. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so I, I just thought maybe we can touch on some, <laughs> some topics that we've... Uh, why, well, now, Andy? We were having a good uh, chuckle about the old body fat percentage on the, uh, the scale. On the scales, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I can't believe it told me I was thirty-five percent body fat. Yeah, I was, I like, was like, excuse me. I was like, if I check, then you know I'm sixty. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's, let's talk about this. Let's go straight into old, 
relativity but even that it's not it's so inconsistent inaccurate you, yeah. it's <laughs> not even worth to compare how, if you're gaining or losing because like you said there's just so many variables so it is the most pointless function on that scale and the same with with it telling you what your lean uh, muscle mass is it just can't yeah so uh no. in terms of this yeah, I'm just saying in terms of business, the guys who came up with it, they, they were smart. It's 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 up there with the detox and fit teas because I'm sure they sold a lot of skills, but it yeah, but is yeah. So... there's a better one. The better one is one by Omelon where you the, hold yeah. the hand. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was one at Trojan. There's so many still variables. These that go through your shoulders. Yeah. Doesn't just go across your, your legs. Yeah, but there's still so many variables and that thing costs quite a lot of money. It oh. is expensive, yeah. You know, if you really find no body fat that important, go find a universe that has a DEXA scan, or there's a couple of other methods now using like infrared light, which some universities are using, or there's a float test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even those have a, a margin of 5%. And the difference between 5% body fat and 10% body fat is quite, quite vast. So, you know, um, there is, is weakness. Um, one way of doing it is go get an x-ray and look at the area around your mus- uh, around your bone <gasps> and you can actually see the difference between fat and muscle, and muscle yeah. you know um, <laughs> you won't get x-rayed all the time you know, yeah if you want kids I could be so good <laughs> might not be good <laughs> but the thing is it's like why, why are you so fixated on body fat percentage like you said Andy look yeah. at yourself in the mirror and based on that you know your body fat percentage is not going to determine how you train you know, or anything like that. It's it's a weird thing. I, I used to get asked just before I, I would step on stage, oh, what body fat percentage you? I, I could be, I'm not sub 10 because you can see pretty much any bit of gristle, not in my muscle. But I can tell you if I was 8%, 5%, because why would I? I yeah, no, as long as you look good, you look yeah. good. No point bothering those body fat percentage yeah there's no when you're feeling in the competitor form they do not ask you know, yeah what body fat name percentage body you fat. Use? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're so what body fat percentage <laughs> like none that is not that is not and it just becomes a pissing contest people trying to feel good about themselves rather than posting a photo of themselves because they're not confident they're trying to lean back on this body fat percentage yeah. reality is yeah. just look in the mirror you'll know when you're lean and be happy with that and you won't probably be most people aren't happy with, even last to lean yeah you to back yourself oh actually last 
Yeah, you cut out a bit. <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is. Does... It's not until you ever look back on, on, yeah, it's not until you look back at a photo of yourself. Yeah, I was going to say. you're happy with how you look. Yeah, I was going to say photos. Just use, they're the best. Mirror photos. Yeah, and, and so, how, yeah, how you feel. And yes. Like yeah, in your clothes time. and things like that. Um, and progress. See how far you've come rather than looking at that number. Yeah, so don't get uh, don't get into buying scales just to get your body fat percentage on them, or because some influencer yeah. is uh, being like, oh yeah, I gained one uh, percent of body mass <laughs> this week. Yeah, because no, I've, a lot of people, I guess, focus too much on the you know numbers and the physical, and just don't give enough credit on mental, how you feel mentally and emotionally. You know, like you've been training for a year. It's one year down, you're feeling nice, the dress or the trousers you haven't worn in a long time, you're more confident in public. I guess people don't really focus on those wins and it's more like, oh, body fat, weight, and um, I guess the things that will give you more stress and you forget the, the, the process, the journey, and how far you've come. Yeah, that's, that's it, it's concentrate on how far you've come. Yeah. Um, another, another thing, and I think Leon posted about this yesterday, it's just come up quite a lot recently, is functional training. <laughs> oh. No, just, you know, how everyone's like, oh, you know, um, how obsessed people get with functional training and and what they think is functional training. And, like, normally when people say to me functional training, they're thinking of... CrossFit or combination movements and things like that, and it's just there's, there's so there's just so much nonsense out there about what functional training yeah, is, yeah. and it just drives me mad. Functional training. You tell me what function walking on your hands is. Yeah, it's functional. Well, exactly. It's just functional for CrossFit competition. CrossFit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If, like if, functional training would be pick that box up and lift it onto a table. Yeah. Go pick some washing up over there. Move it to your bed. That's functional to day to day. It's not, you know, what's going to help you day to day. Yeah. Olympic lifts aren't functional training. <laughs> hitting, a, hitting a hammer on the tyre, maybe. Unless that's your job. I mean, it's a weird job at <laughs> Yeah, it's very, it's, it's become an, a very abused word. And a lot of yes. clients are getting confused because they're like, ah. Oh, I want to do functional training. I want to do training. functional, and you're like, but you know, your your goals say this are your goals, and we are doing, you know, what will get you there. So when you ask them what's functional, and you know, they show you a video, and you find it well, someone doing a bubby flying off a bench, or rolling under a carpet, or you know, <laughs> so it's. Yeah, Ninja, and your job's being a ninja. You're a <laughs> it's not, and I know it's not sexy, but getting strong at basic movements, I think that is one of the most functional things that you can do, in all yeah. honesty. Yeah, because it's like you say, picking up a box, you know, uh, doing a deadlift over time, and as you get older, that'll help. It's, it's functional. It's very, like, if we're looking at doing squats things, but... A lot of movements people want to, I'd say, sell as functional. It's just functional for that particular, I guess, sport yeah. goal or whatever. Like when I was rugby training, I was doing functional training, functional for rugby. Yeah. It wasn't functional to everyday life. It was functional for that thing. A bit like if I was to climb a mountain, I was going to say I'm going to do 
uh, an ascent of Everest, I would start doing functional training for that task. You know, exactly. Like you know, and that was like pack walking, carrying a load on my back, fast yeah. walks and stuff, stuff like that. But you know, if your goal is to uh, lose body fat and get your muscles, functional training is being in the gym using free weights, cables, machines to play. That is functional to your goal. Yeah, 100%. That's just, it's just come up a lot recently and it's become one of my pet peeves. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that because uh, I had written it way back and I think I was scared of posting it because, uh, you know, back then scared of the backlash, but now I'm like... <laughs> Yeah. It gets a point. Yeah, like this is just too truth, much. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's uh, it it really has been uh, I guess misused or abused. Whichever. Yeah, and it's just seen as sexy and fashionable to be like, oh yeah, I do functional yeah, training. True. Yeah, it's a bit like functional training's become the new CrossFit. Yeah, they're like, no, I don't do CrossFit. I do I functional training. Everyone wants to do CrossFit. Now everyone wants to do functional training. Right. <laughs> Really you work in an office. So all you need to do is be able to pick your pen up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and get, get finger weights if you're typing and do something. Oh, Crazy. Um, yeah. uh, it was interesting, Andy, what you said just before we started that when you're in the UK, you got a lot of youngsters asking you about um, starting to take yeah. to take drugs. Like, yeah, it tends to be like people in passing or like the gym or you know brothers of friends young like in their late teens early 20s wow that's and, young because uh, yeah, because in the uk performance enhancing drugs now are used almost dated oh, some yeah. people just to look covered on the beach and it's a sad situation that's yeah. come because they're not illegal in the uk to have in your possession it's legal to buy and sell mm. but once they're in your possession you're in possession yeah. That's fine. But the problem is, and something, yeah, people don't realise is the role of hormones in development. If you're still in puberty and you start messing with testosterone, you are going to switch off certain points of your um, your development. And people realise, actually, and I'll say this to clear before, testosterone actually prevents growth prevents height. So people who have a testosterone surge early in their puberty tend to end up being shorter because it's a balance of oestrogen. The oestrogen helps you grow in height and while well, testosterone helps. That's why a lot of lads who are tall when you're at school tend to be quite skinny because their testosterone boost comes later. Mm-hmm. So, but to what you if you start taking exogenous hormones on top of that, you are going to start switching off certain biological function, pituitary gland signaling. You can, right, this is the one that people don't realise. It's potential as a man to stop your penis from growing by taking exogenous hormone. And, and people won't realise this because there's that signal from your pituitary gland to uh, to your body to, to increase your sex organ size as part of puberty. Now, if you are taking exogenous, your pituitary gland doesn't need to do that. Yeah. And then if that's you, other function 
it is not being used where it needs to be used. And, you know, it's all part and parcel. So you can end up being lanky with a small penis. And who, who, wants, who wants that? <laughs> So leave, uh, leave the steroids alone until you're a bit older. Uh, yeah. I, I know that is so young. That, that Andy, that's really interesting. I didn't know that, um, and it just I just find that quite shocking that you're that young and you're like I, w- I want to just you know skip straight ahead to getting media. huge. It's, it's, a, it's a world of social media now. Everyone wants to be like, their favorite influencer. We yeah. see these guys living up by shredded, you know, on the beach in Dubai, you know leaning against the Lamborghini that's not theirs. But, you know, to a young lad seeing that, they go, I want that life. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's what start with me being ripped and, you know, lads' holidays, you know, being ripped and everyone standing around, you know, <laughs> shredded. Where the reality is, you, you know, finish puberty before you even think about it. Step one, then step two, put in the work. Oh, yeah. So that is exactly right. You know, there is no reason for you to be taking steroids unless you're... You know, me and Leo were having this conversation earlier, actually, about how... And I'll say it, you know, because I care. Nearly, I would say, 90% of all Olympic competitors are using some sort of... Yeah, I think so, too. And they manage their cycles really well, so they don't get caught during competition time. The ones that do have just messed up by taking an injection too close to competition. Yeah. if you vote those people and to even the playing field, a bit like when you're a professional bodybuilder, the playing field to be even, you've got to be taking, otherwise you're at a disadvantage. As soon as you leave that playing field, then take So only once you've maximised everything and you've got a very good reason, then use performance answers because there's a lot of negatives to it. And once you stop, oh, that's it. That's your life. Yes, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, you may be able to get your levels back, but you may not be able to. So you may be stuck on some sort of form of testosterone for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's crazy. Especially crazy. you can imagine if you started at 16. And then what? <laughs> that's just... Yeah. By 20... You never finish puberty. This is like saying in that, um, the podcast on the menstrual cycle. Mm. Victoria, she was saying about girls taking birth control pills but it's the same thing you're not allowing a natural puberty to occur because you've now started throwing hormones at, at the problem and it switches off certain functions yeah yeah no well that's i think that's a really good a really good topic and at least well not that i've heard here people don't want to sort of start so young but um you know, I think even 30 is young. Um, yeah, I guess, it, I guess it depends on your if Yeah, your of course sport, it depends but, on yeah. a lot. But. Even, uh, yeah, for just to go look good at the beach, <laughs> it's too much risk to, yeah. to just for that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and the question is, who is giving the advice? Yeah. Because you need to get proper advice and proper people and no one who actually knows what they're talking about would suggest that someone who's a teenager or someone even up in their early 20s should be taking PEDs. Exactly. But what happens is a guy in the back of the gym who is selling rum will convince some kid to buy rum. 
True. <laughs> you want to get jacked? Take this. Come with me. And this. <laughs> Dear. Uh, oh, right. Well, let, let's get into some questions. Um, I think let's start with this one. What are your thoughts on ketone drinks? <laughs> um, I, I don't... I, yeah, I've seen a couple of ketone oh, yeah. drinks here, I've and been, I, I see quite a few adverts I've for them. I've even tried one before. Oh, don't I wouldn't yeah, say... We, no, no, it was the, maybe back in Trojan days. I, I tried one, but... Ketones. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what I expected from it, but... It's, yeah. a, it's a big thing that the celebs are pushing now, ketones. I know, it's like Herbalife, trying to sell things like this. I've seen people in my friend things selling ketones saying, Oh, you can do this. You know, this will push you into ketosis. Yeah, yeah. Burn fat as <laughs> you know, you use carbs. It's all bullshit because it's a, and the argument is: Are oh, you take the, uh, a keto a keto stick to tell you if you're in ketosis and you milk it, or are you in ketosis? Yeah, of course it is because you just drank a load. A lot of ketones. <laughs> you're straight into your bloodstream. It's a bit like taking. Glucose and having a blood glucose test. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be really high because just taking a low glucose. It doesn't mean you're in ketosis because you cannot get in ketosis immediately or within an hour. It takes time, yeah. And the fact is, unless you are an epileptic, you should really, you don't necessarily need to be on a ketogenic diet. It's good for diabetes, it's good for epilepsy, it's yeah. good for blood glucose. Exogenous ketones is the fat version of a drinking along the sugar water. You know, you are just taking extra energy. You're not going to be burning anything because you've got this freely available source of energy. So it's actually counterproductive. I don't remember having this argument with someone I know who was selling it. And they <laughs> were like, oh, yeah, I, I fast. Just had my ketones. I said, "Well, when you're not fasting, are you?" Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm fasting. I've just had a load of sugar. sugar. I've just had ten things. <laughs> That's not fasting. Yeah. It's the same. It's the equivalent. You know, it's like yeah. you are getting your energy, ketone, which is endogenous. It's not your body producing this. Yeah, you're drinking it. It's like glucosate. No different. That's a good, that's a very good description. Um, yeah, they... So if you're ever being uh, seduced by ketone drinks, don't. Yeah, they're, they're, they're crap. The only reason I drink one is if they were tasty. <laughs> yeah. I realise you have done your diet, so... Yeah, the one I tried during my first prep, because I was told the ketones, you know, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and it was it was raspberry flavour, and you're like, okay, okay. This, yeah. No. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, you know, you're... The prep is going, I'm dieting and I can take my ketones before workout and I'm thinking, okay, maybe maybe this ketone thing is because I'm feeling near the pump. You know, you're getting vascular. Well, it's a sugar, but you're like, yeah, this this ketone thing, I could. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Never again. It's <laughs> that magic bullet people are looking for, a shortcut instead of actually putting all the actual hard work in. Yeah, and that, yeah, keto is all, it's still seductive. It's mm -hmm. still so seductive. Keto uh, is a diet's fine if you've got a reason to do it. Yeah. Or you, it is a way for you to lose weight that you can keep to. 
I'm well, fine with that. Yeah, if you can keep but two, it's, is the it's thing. Calorie, it's still a calorie deficit. Mm-hmm. Unless you've got a blood glucose thing. Like, I reduce my carbs out of higher fat just because of my blood glucose. Yeah. So if you're, like, pre-diabetic, diabetic, it's good to do keto. It's good to do if you're bodybuilder occasionally to make yourself insulin sensitive again. But most guys will get into that as they get close to competition day. Yeah. There'll be a period where carbs drop low for them and your body can reset. But for the average person, before, calories in, less calories out, whilst keeping your protein at a good level. Try and do that in the healthiest way possible with lots of vegetables. And you shouldn't be demonizing fruit. This is my problem with keto diet. Mm-hmm. You know, fruit has a place in a healthy diet. It does. It's, you know, it has a very good place in a diet. You know, vegetables, potatoes, they all have a place in a diet. Bit like everything else, but excess of any one thing, too much peanut butter will go straight to Leon's cheeks. Oh, yeah. Which we realize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, then, <laughs> then he'll just drink Not some now, ketones and they'll, I, they'll go. I, I miss my peanut butter, oh. I won't lie. That was the best meal of the day. <laughs> Lots of ketones. Lots of ketones. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh. oh, gosh. Okay, well, this, this uh, question is fun if we were really rich. If you... Do we have to choose an amount? Okay, so if you had 1,500... No, I think... I think must leave this question, and, and what I can gather is you've got three amounts. Oh, what oh. changes? So oh, okay. you've got the amount, what would you buy? You've got middling amount, what would you buy? And then now you're loaded, what would well, you buy? Okay, so if you had $1,000, $5,000, what equipment would you get for home? So let's start with $1,000. That, that's not much. That's like, what, 100K? 100. 100,000-ish? Uh, I guess. Yeah, say, say 130,000 shillings. 130,000. Mm. Well, I, I would get a selection of dumbbells, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'd get a good bench, an adjustable bench. I would get a squat rack because um, I don't. Th- I think by the time you've got all your free weights, a squat rack. Yeah. You know yeah. they're quite expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah maybe push wedding. Yeah. Maybe. Squat rack alone. <laughs> I think yeah. Yeah. With, that, a, with a thousand, yeah, same yeah. bench, dumbbells. Dumbbells. Ah, uh, I guess. Bands. Yeah, bench, dumbbells, barbell, and weight plates, pretty much. Yeah, that, that's it. And he's frozen. And he's frozen. Yeah. He's, he's looking very cheerful. Though. Yeah, for me it's because yeah, because dumbbells are not cheap. Because you're, no, you're it, buying it, them. Uh, oh, Andy, you're back. Sorry, you froze yeah. for a second. What's that? What's no. saying like for me? Yeah. yeah. I would be getting uh, barbell sets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, games are little. Um, it's a barbell set and a dumbbell set. Yeah. yeah. And, right. and, the and then I would buy additional plates for those sets for fit. Then I'll get a decent bench, and I would get a, a barbell stand, adjustable, so it could be used for squats. Oh yeah. Could be used press. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And to be fair, I'd put most of my money into a good bench. And as many plates as I could afford. Yeah, that's. I think that's very smart because you can do really well with free weights yeah. and like, but having lots of plates and like little ones as well that helps. Yeah, that's big like, time. I think that's and as much as yeah, thousand yeah. bucks. 
Yeah, because weights are expensive here. Mm -hmm. um, You're buying per kilo. Okay, let, let's say we're a little bit more loaded. $5,000 now. Now you could probably get a machine or two with that. Yeah. I would get, probably start with a squat rack, wouldn't you? Yes. Get a decent squat rack. Maybe something like what you guys have got with uh, pulleys on it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, or, yeah, and then some sort of crossover. Metal bars and dumbbells and plates. Yeah. I don't think you need much more than that for 5000 Yeah, I'd you get... know, cardio you can still get with your boots. But, uh, like, a police local high pool, and a crossover of some description, and you've covered pretty much everything. Yeah, I'd get $1,000, you have all the plates, dumbbells, bench, so you have 4K. I'd get the multi, the arsenal strength thing, I, and um, like the one you can deadlift, I think you've sent the picture, The it's yeah, like the a multiple. Yeah. yeah, so you can press, deadlift, pull, uh, shrug, all, uh, it's very multifunctional. And then, uh, Functional training. <laughs> And then a uh, hack squat leg press combo. Wait, you, with $5,000? Yeah, that's it. Done. Because each would probably cost, say, $2,000, $2,000, $1,000. Yeah, I have my weights and stuff. They're made locally. You could probably squeeze out. Yeah. I think so $2,000. You didn't import a hack squat. No, hack, 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 hack Let's leg press. Let's wait till get to $10,000. No, hack leg press combos are cheap in China. Yeah, but we're not in China. Ah, here you yeah, I'd probably be able to ship in one okay, with okay, two thousand okay, bucks okay. if you think about it. <laughs> well, I, I, I would. If go if we're buying stuff here, ah, five thousand dollars is getting you. Nothing, <laughs> you know? It's getting you nothing. If it's stuff from shops here, unless um, I'll just go to Simon and tell you. Yeah, because Simon has amazing stuff, but other stores, five thousand bucks, you're living with dumbbells. <laughs> yeah and that's not even a treadmill <laughs> but I, I would get like the machine we have with pulleys because i think that's what we definitely struggled with the most with free weights is like getting really good back back training oh, yeah. and pull, pull training pull was, so uh, yeah. pulley system like you said any high and low mm -hmm. you you a whole world has opened up to you True. and that was a hundred and ten thousand shillings and it's a plate and it's well, plate, plate loaded and so plate loaded, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very you can load it up to oh, shit. Mm -hmm. yeah you said, so if you've got plate loaded you only need to buy more plates because you've got bars anyway yeah yeah you need to make when you when you're low on budget and you're trying to make a home gym especially now in this world of covid lockdown yeah. you've got to make the most with the least amount of space to so space saving options yeah yeah a lot of combination <laughs> the biggest variety yeah um okay so we're loaded we have ten thousand bucks now well yeah, now we can import that the, <laughs> i think i already said yeah the hack squat table hack leg combo <laughs> all the machines Pendulum, we've ever we've ever leg shared extension, <laughs> yeah but leg press but yeah if uh love if, a leg press yeah i know the hack leg press combo is a good one i guess pendulum there a good um legs handspring curl combo oh yep. yes yes what, don't forget you still don't have more space yes so you still okay. need to be able to post out what you've got yeah so um uh, an adductor abductor machine because 
abductors, less so than abductors, abductors are hard to, are hard to replicate. Then with cables, they're still hard to replicate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, you could have a good chest press to like pull down yeah. station. Like, uh, but, but even if you house, have the, yeah. if you have the cable, say with the uh, plate loaded one and the multiplex machine, you don't even need the, the chest press. Thing, yeah. So, yeah, you could end up saving. Yeah. <laughs> you have a really nice home gym million shillings, I reckon. You Less could. than $10,000. Yeah, you know, million shillings. It's probably about, about $10,000. You, you mm. could have like an amazing home gym. Really, yeah, nice, really nice, yeah. With all the weights you ever need. Yep. <laughs> well, if you, yeah, exactly. True, true. Um, right. So maybe let's combine the last two oh, questions. By the way, before you even oh. finished, uh, I think we've been asked this question like before and then and again, none of you mentioned a cardio machine. Oh, that's how funny. Yeah, we are. <laughs> no trip. Again. Okay, well, I would get an assault bike. I would get an assault yeah. bike. Uh, yeah, I guess the same. It's, uh... Yeah, anything human power. So an assault bike, yeah, rower. Um, a stick bike, even, or the aero running machine. Yeah. Or stick and slide. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, that one yes, looks yes. quite fun. Yeah. 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 yeah, and it's mechanical, oh, so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing yeah. electrical. No, no, not no, it's too much to go wrong. People at home don't want to be maintaining it. No, yeah. power cuts here. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's funny, though. You can tell we're not into that. Right. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna combine the last two questions. So, how do you know when you're ready to compete, and uh, which muscles are most important for men's physique, and how would you prioritize them, gentlemen? Yeah, I think this becomes one, two questions. Eh? When are you ready to compete? What class you should do? And then we can talk about this all men's physique. Yeah, it's just a weird one because I've been asked this recently. Yeah, that's why I said she had a question. It's like you're ready to compete when you're ready to compete. If you want to win, though, if you're super competitive, you need to make sure you're going to be competitive on stage. But it's a bit like most things in life. You're only ready when you when you're ready. You definitely know you're going to be ready until you jump in and do it. Yeah. And I say to people. So I have people, you know, say, oh, I feel like you get a pro card. All right, well, have you competed yet? No. Right. So, how do you know you even like competing? Oh, yeah. You may not even like being up on stage. You may not like posing, posing routines or, you know, yeah. Best thing is you love training, great. You don't have to compete if you love training. The competition bit sets, right? You've got to want to compete. And... So you've got to get on stage at some point to see if you enjoy competition, you know, and what goes with that, all the mind games that you play on yourself. Yeah, and I, yeah, I think it's one of those you have to get up there to sort of also know where you are compared to the people of your class you're trying to compete with. Because you could be up there and maybe you're, you know, bigger than the guys in the class you're competing with or even smaller, so... You really do have to get on stage to to know, to be honest. You've got to love it. 
There's yeah. no point doing something if you're not 100 into it. Yeah. Cause... If you if if you love training and that's what you actually love, you don't have to compete. Nope. A lot of people are now jumping into competition just to put something on social media. Yeah. They need you one competition, never do another one. You've actually got to enjoy that part as well. Yeah. And the. Yeah, but you got to enjoy it. Yeah. And like being okay with, you know, your calories getting low, being okay with having to sacrifice a lot. A lot. And your partner or friends or family, yeah. you know, potentially not really understanding what you're doing, maybe not being the most supportive. So, yeah, that it's 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 extreme. It's extreme. It's hot. Yeah. You, a lot of people you don't know sit there and judge you. Yeah. I know it's. You are not good enough. I know it's. Uh, it is one of those. Are you? Are you comfortable being judged by? What you uh, look like. Yeah, by your. You know, it's how you. No one cares about. You're a good person. You're doing. It's. What do you look like? What do you look like? So yeah. If if that messes with you mentally, uh, competing is it will will uh, will not put you in a good place. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a thing, you could be the best physique in your gym. You can be the biggest guy in your gym. But when you step on stage, you're not gonna you be the last call out. You've got to be able to be willing enough to stand there and have people say, You're not that good. And yeah. understand that yeah. and understand where you've got to grow. Because that's essentially what it is. Like the judges, they don't give you positive feedback. There's the average is you need to be bigger. Or you need to be Shape. Yeah. Feedback. Yeah. And and you know what makes I look back at that last um competition in Kenya. Behind Shafi won before Christmas. And there were people on stage that weren't ready to be on stage. Which is fine, you know, as long as they were happy. But here's the thing, when you look back at photos you have to be willing enough to say, yeah, I just wasn't, I wasn't even close. Yeah. Yeah. I will go back to the drawing board, start again. Because to be fair, most of the time in bodybuilding, unless you're Phil Heath and you want nearly all your shows, most of it isn't winning. Most yeah. of it's coming, yeah, losing, you know, being second place or third place and you'll never have it quite right. Yeah, because I think people forget in... Um... Like when you're on stage, you're not being judged with the like the muscles and body parts you have. It's what you don't have. That's what. Yes. No one. It's like yeah, what what is missing, and then you you get points from that. It's not what you have. So yeah, it's like you said. You could be the biggest. You know, you look nice in the gym or on Instagram pictures, and then you're up on stage, and it's like. Yeah, it's like uh, when you went to the UK and competed oh there man, the first geez. time. It was, that was. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Like <laughs> all that. those guys that started didn't their really, pets at sixteen. I know it didn't really bother me, but yeah, you realize okay, okay the size. Okay, I'm a small guy. The size yeah. difference here is. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Is like my last show, I came third, and I I thought I was in a lot better shape than the guy who came second. I was in better condition. Probably, like I both said, you're better. He was just bigger. Yeah. And that's not saying, and you can't fake that. You can't nope. cut your calories <laughs> to be bigger. Nope. You know, that takes time. Yeah. And you've got to look back and say, yeah, I just need a bit more time. Yeah, and that, that's a good thing because 
you got on stage, you got the feedback, and then you go back and, and work. work. That, yeah. The thing is, you don't need judges' feedback. You've got to be able to stand there and be honest with yourself. Say, yeah, I wasn't as big as him. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guy who won the show was in the same condition as me and bigger. And bigger, yeah. He deserves yeah. to win. And that's what you say. He deserves to win. Yeah, that's, that's a thing. It's also, and also it's about picking the right class. Yeah. Because not everyone should be doing mental physique. Nope. Yeah, gone are the days where it was an attainable thing, where you could be, it could be your first category to go into. No, to be a decent mental physique guy, you've got to have narrow waist, wide shoulders, Super but an, almost an over-expanded upper body. Yeah. <laughs> Thick arms and shoulders. Yep. Chest not so much. Width on your back, but maybe not so much depth. You know. You. The fact is, is your upper body has to outshadow your lower body. Yeah. Now, classic is about proportions. Yeah, individual it, proportions. Yeah, you got my X-ray. Yeah, cause uh, yeah, cause I I was telling guys I I just used men's physique just to you know test the waters, cause because yeah. I knew going to the UK guys like I like I knew guys are bigger, so let me use this opportunity because I enjoy the stage to yeah see what we're dealing with. So after now, as you can see, I'm taking my time, which is <laughs> and it it takes time. Yeah, Building muscle takes time, so yeah. <laughs> have a lot of time. I would say it's more apparent in the female categories, though. There's a lot of women doing bikini where they're not that shape. They should be doing, like, figure and putting on muscle and taking a bit of time away. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like wellness. If you don't have, naturally, bigger legs and glute ratio to upper body, you won't do well at wellness. The fact is, it's not about if you walk around in the off season with a big bum. Yeah. It's about when you're lean, having a, you know, that's where you hold your muscle. Yeah. Your legs is where you hold your muscle. You know, it's about, and women have way more variety of grey areas in their categories. Yeah. But the fact is, bikinis are very flowing shape. You know, if you don't have that shape, you'd be better off trying to stack on the lower muscle and do figure. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, well, I mean that. I mean, you kind of touched on what, you know, it, what muscles are most important for men's physique, and yeah, literally you got to work on that upper body. Yeah, doesn't doesn't Arms mean. Yeah, yeah honestly, does, doesn't mean you don't um, train legs though. You, you no, should, yeah. <laughs> I think it should be to a certain amount genetic. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. If you've yeah, got like nice wide clavicles, tiny waist, yeah. and you can't put much weight on your, you know, your legs. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Then, yes, man, if your legs grow, just keep going to classic. Yeah. Yeah. Like you two. Yeah, because yeah. you, you, you do find a lot of men's physique guys with lean legs, but if you look at them, it's very, it's like, I, I don't know, like a V, yeah. <laughs> like, it, yeah, like a Y, yes. Like a... Yeah. Yeah, so So like the main thing is a silhouette in men's physique. It should be just one giant triangle. Right? Yeah. Shoulder width is key. Oh yeah. It's like yeah, because yeah, yeah, 
whacking pipes on you. If you've got some really big arms, you do really well. With <laughs> wide shoulders and big arms, you do well. Yeah. Okay. And then a very tiny waist. Yeah. Yeah. No one cares what's under the shorts. Yeah, no, no well, I, I think classic's way more interesting. You guys, yeah, if you've got good legs, get your legs out. Yeah, enjoy the, and the posing. You... As I said earlier, my physique looks better with my legs out than it does with them covered mm. because it makes me have an X-frame, but when they're covered, you can't really see that. Yeah. So it's just, you know. Well, that, that'll be exciting for you moving into that class, and I guess you've got lots of different posing now, to, fun posing. Yeah, because I actually I dislike posing, men's physique posing. Mm. What I do like, though, is posing routine to some chosen music. Yeah. It's a bit more like dancing I don't like that so I don't like men's physique posing is just boring yeah, yeah. yeah it's just so are you gonna get uh, front his front and back man yeah yeah I I because um, I remember listening to Ford and the podcast and he was like you know with bodybuilding you have two kinds of people those who like the posing and those who just like you know like their part of the competition is the the competing like i think i'm more of the posing like if i was say 20 out of 20 but i'm the best pose out of the 20 i'm i'm happy i don't care about number yeah. one yeah that's yeah, you look at people like Ellis Ruffin, yeah. and it's amazing you know his posing is amazing and yeah. or it's samson dowda oh, he yeah. doesn't always finish his posing with him out and i had this conversation once with him about yeah we really should start marking posing again yeah you know? i think so yeah sadly yeah sadly it's a bit no. classic i think it's got a bit more emphasis on the posing because that's how it was yeah and it's a bit more graceful than everything else and, and that's a big thing a lot of people are classic because they're not big enough in the open but they don't actually have classic lines it's by a nice sweeping x-ray while i was nice bigger legs you know, you're not going to do so well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, so are you going to get a posing coach or have you started thinking about your routine? Yeah, no, I already, I've, I've signed up to Anna Heidemann a while ago. I've got some posing videos worked through. As I get closer, yeah. I'll try to get some one-on-one -on -one coaching via Zoom initially. But, mm -hmm. you know, I've been practicing on classic posing for probably since last, you know, yeah. mid mid-2020, yeah? That's great. That's exciting. Well, I think we need a broadcast trip to come and support you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for your show. We'll get Leon to end at the same time. Yeah, we'll see. I'm going to take off another year, though, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, he's, I'm, yeah, he's, I'm, he's still yeah. got a lot of eggs to eat before he's done. You'll end up missing your cup. <laughs> or um, classic. I know, I'll have to, because I'll put on a lot of, um, well, hopefully muscle, so yeah, but but be nice, because last, Competition, I was what 80 87 there, so would be nice to compete in the 90s range. So, yeah, well, as I say, you're close to 100. What's, what, what's your cap at um, for your height for classic? Nine, 91, I believe, 91 kilos. Oh, that, that's very achievable, yeah, for NPC anyway. Yeah, yeah. so it's not too far, from yeah. yeah so, it'd, it'd be nice to just be able to put on more so that by the time. I guess you're getting to like that 91 there's you know it's hard and yeah getting a good yeah, bump and yeah. yeah so well uh, we, we'll start raising funds to join you andy we'll have a little banner 
Yeah, because there's um, be really fun. there's Arnold UK in October, I'm sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a, what many people are thinking yeah. of doing yeah. Yeah, a PCA like in September, end of September. And then, the, yeah, then do the Arnold. October. Once it's all, if the Arnold UK everything's announced, maybe the Arnold Amateur. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. fingers crossed. That, that is a good show. COVID. You have the strongman you have the bodybuilding so it's well, um, thing, it's it'd be a good place to have a week to spend the weekend yeah, yeah exactly. it'd be so fun oh well, yeah. well uh, let's keep our fingers crossed yeah. for, for that um well i think that's all we've got time for today we have rambled on rather a lot oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and we will be back with interviews um from uh, next week but uh, yeah, hope you enjoy catching up with us in this episode and we'll see you in the next one.